Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Mr. Bid Auctions. Find out more about them at MrBidAuctions.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Donna Pinnacuff, realtor at Berkshire Hathaway. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? Well, they are going to be having a virtual coffee talk on August 6th. So it'll be presented by Zoom by Tarika Young-Watson Okay. of Second Harvest Food Bank. Is she bringing the coffee or do I have to provide my own? Well, I think it's you a have virtual to, coffee. It's a talk. virtual, so you take your own coffee. Okay. You could okay. be in your jammies if you want to be, I suppose. What's Dorica going to be talking about? She is going to be talking about examining your own unspoken hidden rules. So attendees will learn to identify ways in which sharing our hidden rules can improve communication, relationships, and outcomes for the individual, organization, and community. Do you have any hidden rules? I'm sure I probably do. Dorica will help me figure them out. What are your hidden rules? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, they're hidden. They're I'm hidden. I'm talking about Oh, okay. All right. Until Dorica. Okay. Well, Dorica will give us language to talk about what may be conceived as common sense. They'll help, she'll help us understand your own hidden rules and how they have helped or hindered you. And she'll help us gain a deeper understanding of the hidden rules that are at play and govern our lives. And you can find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio today, we have Donna Pinnacuff. Well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate being here. And Angie, thank you very much. I'm a real estate agent with Berkshire Hathaway as my current occupation and a current passion. But I've done certainly a lot of things of my lifetime, but I'm glad to be here today. I'm going to say, when I met you, yes, you were at Lifestream Services, I believe, yeah, right? Too. I was at Lifestream Services for about 16 and a half years, did a lot of public relations, uh, communications, also fundraising and all of that good stuff. And I really enjoyed being there, but then I was ready to move on. Mm-hmm. And um, before that, I was with the newspaper for the Muncie Star and later the Muncie Star Press for about 20 some years or so and uh, prior to that I was with the Anderson newspaper okay so, so you've got a long history a long in, history in, in the area because yeah. I'm a Muncie girl and Southside grad and a Ball State grad so okay so how do you feel about newspapers nowadays I am so sad. <laughs> so you don't have to answer Every, that. No, I am just so <laughs> sad. Um, I'm glad you asked, Matt, because okay. to me it's such an important thing. And my husband, David Pinnacuff, is still in newspapers. So we're very okay. much involved and knee-deep in it. And I love newspapers, and I love newspaper people. And they are the local news particularly, and the really good news and good journalism out there is just taking such an awful beating Mm -hmm. 
because they get lumped in with all of this social media, not just social media, but opinion media, far right or Mm -hmm. far left, regardless. And if it wasn't for the local media and the newspapers, we wouldn't know half of what's going on in the world. So it just, it breaks my heart because journalism has been a large part of my life and still is. So things always change. So thankfully, there are people still out there fighting the good fight. That is uh, yeah. that is something that is happening. The watchdogs of democracy are going away, and what are we going to do to? Right, that's you how know, we in its absence. Right, that that's how of. we hold people accountable and find out the truth and and learn to think. It's for so ourselves. nice to hear so, two yeah. intelligent people say those things <laughs> because it's because it's so true, and uh, people just don't recognize it, and they just get on these bandwagons. And we still live in the United States of America, which means we have freedom of the press, and that involves freedom for everyone not just journalists but a freedom for you me and everyone we know and if we lose that then we're losing we will have lost america all right so take me back to your childhood where'd you grow up at well as i said i'm a muncie girl so i went to um schools that are no longer exist (laughs) because number one i my age but also just uh things happen but i went to uh start out stevenson which is no longer there it's on the south side then i went to garfield elementary and had i just had wonderful teachers all along and then i went to wilson middle school so all my mm. schools are that i went to are gone and even south side i'm a south side grad and it's a middle school now <laughs> so luckily ball state's hanging in there so i have a couple degrees from there okay. so yeah what, I th- I think what, what degrees uh, my undergrad my bachelor's was in journalism with minors in public relations, business, and biology. Um, Because I really thought I was going to go into medicine or the medical. I love science and math and all that of this. I'm quite a nerd. And uh, (laughs) then I got back into a beginning journalism class. It was actually taught by Terry Nelson from here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she's only a couple years older than I am, but she was an adjunct at the time. And I took the class to get out of speech because I cannot handle talking in front of people mm-hmm. and yet I've had to do it my entire life so I was the same way that uh, yeah class, that ball state scared the bejesus out of me, me. too but uh, I was in radio at the same time See? so <laughs> it didn't make any sense I know well, I can like same. sing on stage or do if I'm See? on stage oh, I can yes, do anything yes. but if it's like it's hard one-on-one yeah it's hard I just <laughs> couldn't do it so I took that beginning class in in lieu of and I just loved it because I'd been very involved in high school. Uh, Marilyn Kimball Weaver, who later became journalism chair at Ball State, was a big influence in my life. And I loved journalism in high school, but I really thought of it as a fun thing. I didn't think of it as a career. So when I got back into that beginning class, I was like, oh, I think I'm home. And then I took another and another. And as most people do, you change your majors when you're in mm-hmm. college. So anyway, that was the undergrad. And then some very long time ago, or many years past, I went to Ivy Tech and got uh, quite a few credits in accounting because I was considering buying an accounting business at the time. Anyway, and then I went back and got my master's at Ball State in information and communication sciences. Uh, so it's CICS and... Um, a great program, just both programs. Really proud of uh, to be a grad from there. Now, tell me about the early newspaper days. 
Whoa, that's now, hard. Now, what, what decade are we talking about? I started to say, which ones? Well, I, I graduated from Ball State in 76. Okay. And much like I've always done in my life, I graduated on a Saturday and I went to work on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I graduated from high school and I went the next week to Ball State and started. So it's just the way that I always used to do things. So anyway, uh, those early days, I worked in Anderson for about three years doing general feature writing. I was features editor and I loved all that. But I also did education and so I police you do it all and I loved it had my first child and then we moved or I moved to the Muncie Star and I did features and I did all kinds of reporting and interviewing and editing and later was a part of the transition team when the papers merged the Star Press and the Muncie Evening Press that was a big deal that was hard yeah it was really hard (laughs) but at the same time uh Things were continuing, and I became um, pagination editor and presentation editor, I mean. So anyway, at one point in those days, you talk about the early days, we had 40 people in the newsroom. Wow. They have about four now, and I'm not exaggerating. There, there may be there are a few more, I'm sure. But we had 40 people because it used to be one person per 1,000 circulation was kind of the the way that we computed it. Oh, okay. So we had we had 40,000 circulation at the Muncie Star. So those were the good old days as far as I was concerned. Mm-hmm. Everybody always says that about their well, own career. Everybody, everybody got the paper back then. Yes, yes, right. they well, sure they did. they couldn't get it just online no, or right. yeah. in 15 other different places or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. penetration, because it was like two and a half per paper. So it covered basically, we, cover, we were covering 90% of the population mm-hmm. in the counties and then around us too. Yeah. And then we expanded at that time into different editions. We had different editions during the every night. So we would write and we'd have a Henry County or we'd have a Blackford or Randolph and we had a, a lot of news and we even had bureaus in the different counties. So yeah. we covered a lot of stuff and we had a really good time. We worked hard and we played hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as former radio people, we, yes. are, we they do the same thing. Right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your family. What's your family like? Oh, I'm just... I'm just the luckiest person in the world with family. Um, I come from the, the core family. I come from a family of six um, and all of us... They always say, oh, you're a Sorrel because they, we all looked alike, but not, we're not related to most of the Sorrells in town. But, uh, so we knew a lot of people because of the size of family. And then I was fortunate enough to have three wonderful children of my own, and I couldn't be prouder of them. And they all have, the, my sons both have their master's degree, and my daughter has her PhD. Okay. So education and that learning, I'm a lifelong learner, and I'm grateful to see that in them as well, that they are lifelong learners. And my daughter teaches at the University of Dayton, and both of my sons work at Ball State. Okay. So my one son, Paul Douglas, is with the Academy, and Adam Douglas is with University Computing Services. He's a nerd like me, but and then my daughter teaches communications. So we've all kind of stayed in similar things. And um, from all of that, I'm grateful that I have five incredibly wonderful grandchildren. And if you talk to any grandmother, you'll find that the grandkids, and I'm sure you have found out from your own parents, really rock your world. You think your children are are everything, and then you get your grandchildren, and you're like, oh. This is wonderful. It is. It really is. It's so special because it's like a little piece of you is is moving on and and still here. And uh, I'm just so lucky. 
So I, that's my family. And I'm married, I think I mentioned. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Now, you, always, you haven't always lived in Muncie. Right. Where have you been? Well, we've we've lived in Muncie, and then we lived in Yorktown, and then we moved to Marion for 16 and a half years. My husband, uh, David, was editor of the Chronicle Tribune for many years, and we lived up there because of his work, but I still continued to work at Livestream, and I even went back fairly recently and worked at the newspaper for a while, and then I've done real estate for a long time. So I've worked down here. I've driven every day all of those times. We went thinking we would probably be there just a few years, because at that point in his career, he would, had been making a move every three to five years. So we'd go up there and don't think anything about it. And all of a sudden, 16 and a half <laughs> years have gone by. But we're back in Muncie. So I just, I feel like I've kind of come full circle and I'm home again. I feel like I've come home. Awesome. Now you mentioned before we started recording mm-hmm. that you recently moved. So you yeah. moved from up there during right. a pandemic. Oh, that's right. <laughs> how, yes. how, how is that? I remember that now. <laughs> Well, that was a, that was quite a trick. We actually closed on our house here at the end of January, but we had to do, a, you know, several things and and we knew that and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit. We actually physically moved March 14th. Okay. And what? 5 days later, everything shut all down. All shut down, yeah. Cuz cuz we moved on a Saturday, all my the family, the big family and the kids and everybody, we all helped. We got the big stuff and we still had not sold our house. And then on that Tuesday, I had some of my buddies over to my house and we had a little pizza get together. And we were talking then about this may be the last time we see each other for a while. We knew and sure enough, it has been. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen them since March. Just like I, I, I know that's not a tragedy in this world where everybody's having true tragedies, but that's how things suddenly changed. So we got in under the wire and we were here. And of course, I couldn't really buy things that I needed for my house, but that's okay. But w- <laughs> but what happened, our sale of our home had fallen through. And as a realtor, I know all this, but that didn't make it any easier. And then um, in May, we actually came up, we had a couple offers. And we closed at the beginning of June. So during this time, we were fortunate we didn't have to do any repairs because having been a realtor, I had went ahead and we'd had it inspected and we'd had mm-hmm. all kinds of things done to the house. But it was just crazy time but you know title company was great agents everybody was working I've continuing to show homes uh, there are most people don't want you in their homes if they're mm-hmm. occupied but a lot of property is not occupied so we make sure we mask up and, and take care of things and wash our hands and stay six feet apart so you know we are still showing and I am but it was a little hectic getting all of that done I will admit so all of the advice that I always give the people that I work with I had to keep telling myself it will work out. <laughs> it will be okay. okay. This is what happens. Don't worry. So um, it happened, but it was stressful. I will tell you that. So I could imagine. Yeah. it helps me to help my clients better, I think. Yeah. Well, tell me about the real estate real estate market here in town and in the area. Well, we're very much mirror the national scene. We have buyers. The problem is we just don't have that many people wanting to sell their property, Mm -hmm. and especially right now. There's still people, there's still listing and for sale, but things are generally, um, the inventory is very low. Mm -hmm. Demand is still high. People are, you know, at the same time uncertain. Rates are great. 
this is a fabulous time to buy a home if you can find one. Right. So if you're serious, number one, call me. I would love that. Yeah. And then uh, number two, if you're serious, be ready. Be pre-approved. Know what you want. Get out there and get on it because you are competing with other people for that property. Now, this yeah. low inventory deal, it, it's been around for a while here. That's right, Missouri. Matt. It has been around for a while, but right now is particularly particularly tough. And um, I live in Haldeman Village, and houses out there are just like crazy. And, of course, the value of property is creeping up. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing for sellers. That's priced at all, I should say. But I am, <laughs> cons- but I am concerned that in the long run... Um, we have to be real careful about property values uh, because things are starting to creep up. We just don't want to get that in that place where you, people get upside down again. We yeah. do not want to go through there. We want to be have good buyers, good sellers, and keep this economy going. It's very important that we do that. Absolutely. Now, take me back 10 years. You Were mm-hmm. you in the real estate market business when, <laughs> when that was going on? I was. On? I joined, um, actually it was Prudential, or Prudential at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I have to stop and think because I think we've been through three. Um, but it used to be Century 21 out there with Carrie Wiggerly. We're right next to um, Olive Garden there. But I came out of my classes just about the time that we were starting to recover from all of that. Okay. Okay, but it was still... Still a rough Oh, call. it was still particularly locally. It was it was a rough time. A lot of foreclosures, yeah. um, many, many, and a lot of hard situations that people were simply walking away from their property. Mm-hmm. So it was tough on even the hardcore long-time agents at that time but I just kept working and I I'm with such a great group out there and I tell everybody this we all help each other they're such a wonderful they will pick up and help you and and that's what's happened to me and everybody and we help each other out there so much it's such a good giving kind atmosphere there I love being out there with Carrie and all our fellow agents so what do you do for fun? It's a good question, Angie, right now especially. <laughs> fun, what's that? Fun right now. Uh, I'm a big movie buff. Okay. I love movies. I love entertainment. Used to do a lot of reporting on that, and it's still one of my, my go-to things. So um, I enjoy books and reading, but I really enjoy the entertainment world. So I'm miss, really missing movies right now. Going to That's the my downtime. Yeah. That's my go, take a your, break. Your escapism. Yes, my escape, absolutely. And I just enjoy that. And I don't enjoy it as much on TV, though I'm still watching. So that's what I do for fun. Although I spend a lot of fun time with my grandkids, mm-hmm. too. That's... I just love being with them. We have they just keep me young and keep me going and I'm just so fascinated by the way their minds work and all the energy that they bring to life. Uh so we do that and I love to travel when I can. Mm-hmm. Uh we've been uh I've been fortunate to travel quite a bit because of my association with National Federation of Press Women. Mm-hmm. I have a past national president and uh have was on the board for many years and I'm still deeply involved with the organization. So we always have pre-tours and post-tours, and we've had gotten into a lot of nice places um, and really had some good things. So that's fun for me, too. So, yeah, we've been to the White House. We've been to various places uh, several times. um, Good times. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions for quick answers. Here we go. What's your favorite band or artist? Bruce Springsteen, probably, although, no, tied with Rolling Stones. Okay. I really like rock. Well, yeah. those are two good yeah. choices. Yeah. I'm going to say, say. superstar. <laughs> uh, 
Are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh, definitely night owl. Oh, okay. Oh, ne- always and forever. Still <laughs> am. Uh, worked at a morning paper, so we work late, and I cannot do mornings unless I've been up all night. <laughs> it's just a continuation. And then it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. What's your favorite book? That's hard because I like so many things and have read a lot in my life and used to work at the library years ago. But right now I'm still obsessed with the Outlander series, uh, Diana Galbadon, and there's a Stars um, TV series that is so awesome. And I'm so glad that it's worked out. But I've been a longtime fan of hers. I had her first actually pre-publication book of Outlander uh, because my cousin, who's a romance writer, had picked it up for me. So longtime fan of hers. Awesome. Have you ever met anyone famous? Several. I would imagine. A few. Paul McCartney comes to mind. Wow. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> but I about passed out because I because I was talking to him and I actually asked him a question. He actually looked at me and oh. I was like, I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, let's be professional. And then, and the other one that came to mind when I about passed out was Robert Redford, again, because of, of being a fan. And uh, anyway, when I it was uh, Robert, shook his hand, huh? It was Robert Redford. Yes, it was Robert Redford. He shook his hand. And that's like, when I've never washed his hand again. And that's right. And, that's, and when I shook his hand, I was fine until that point. And again, I looked at his eyes and I could feel the tunnel vision of my own eyes. <laughs> I thought I was going to pass out. Out. And that was crazy. So, but anyway, I've yes, I've had the good fortune to to talk to several celebrities, and it's always fun. It's always a fun time. Excellent. What's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> movies, I guess. Movies? I mean, okay. really, movies and romance novels, still, um, and mysteries. But I have a lot of guilty pleasures, I guess. Movies, I think, really, because I can really binge, and I loved them my whole life. I was named after Donna Reed, so. There you go. Who was an actress for those of you <laughs> who have no idea? The young folks, those young there. folks from here to eternity. What's your favorite movie? This one might be hard for you to pick one. It's very hard. Oh, there's some that I just still stick like. In your it's, mind. it's controversial right now, but I still like Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. I, I, mean, I like I some of the. I like some of those classics, but at the yeah. same time, I love science fiction. So you know, all of those, 2001, all of these different kinds of movies i love them matt had never watched that and he just started watching that yeah just not trip. too long ago <laughs> yeah, and i'm a kubrick fan I yeah like i sure say i could see you liking so. that yeah. yeah yeah he and i like similar things but but i have to find a way to get away from everybody because she won't watch it with I me won't she, watch. she's oh, seen it before you have to come I, to my house then <laughs> yeah i will ship i, I just <laughs> know from kubrick it's going to be long i still say out. yeah you really need to see yeah, it gotta have some time and some time yeah maybe a couple drinks or something that would be good yeah What's your hidden talent? I don't know that I have one, honestly. Oh, no. Everyone I really, has no, I, I really. <laughs> we had somebody I, make a goat noise the other oh, day. Oh, no, I here. don't do those. I just, <laughs> I, I just don't, don't know that I have somebody a hidden talent. They can, they can fold a fitted sheet. Oh, I can. I, I can't do that. I, I'm a planner. So, uh, you know, I just, I can plan better than anybody I know. There I you think. go. There that's you your go. hidden See, that's good. You're that sounds really um, egotistical. Don't mean for it to be. No. At all. But, But I mean, that's the only thing that a hidden talent is that I feel like I can see. I get to the end result, which also trips me up sometimes because I feel like I can see the end path before other people 
and I have to step back and say, wait a minute, this, not that I'm that bright, it's just that I can see a straight line and I have to step back and go let other people figure out how to get there mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So that gets me in trouble sometimes, a lot of times. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> do you sing in the shower? No, but I do love singing. Do you sing in the car? Oh, sometimes, yes. I sing along to the radio. I, I sing along to YouTube. Okay. I sing along to Hamilton. You know, we're, I mean, we're doing I just, a lot of singing yes, along to Hamilton. A lot of sing-alongs. Right I love to sing. I was in the Girls' State Choir when I was in high school, and we actually performed on the stage at Indiana University, so that was a cool thing. But I love to sing. Star Wars or Star Trek? I love them both, but my first love, of course, is Star Trek. Always. Yes. Well, it's an age thing, but it's also that was my first love was Star Trek because I was a teenager when that just a new teenager when that came out. So I love Star Trek, but I also love Star Wars and I'm looking forward to watching The Mandalorian. I probably start it tonight. So start it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. You're going to be. I bet I love it. That's what I keep. Yes. I keep hearing that. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Um, the most used emoji that I is uh, the smiley face with the hearts for eyes. So you know it's you love it and yet you're happy. So that's what I use. That's a good one. I use that all the time. Awesome. I use the poop one all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my granddaughters love. Yes. Yes, they do. I dressed up Zoos like a poop emoji oh, when she was like four she's for adorable. Christmas. So, I for know. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so adorable. Oh, she called me the evil mom yesterday. So. <laughs> We're she's getting on, into that. She's thing. on track. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, sorry. It's she's tracking. Normal. She's, she's six. It's, it's good. fine. Yeah, I don't take it personally. No. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Angie. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Well, this is a great place. I wish you all the best, and thank you again. No problem. Bye. Bye. We're also brought to you today by Mr. Bid Auctions. A new sponsor today. A new sponsor of the Good Girl Gone Boss podcast. A friend of mine, Troy Troy McElfresh. I was over picking up some auction items, got talking. He was like, hey, I'd like to sponsor the show. Exactly. And Troy is in your Junto group, right? Yep. The Old Uh, Man Junto Club. Old Man Junto Club. I'll refrain from calling (laughs) it what I call it, but that's okay. Uh, So yeah, thank you, Troy and Mr. Bid Auctions for sponsoring us today. Matt, you love Mr. Bid Auctions. And we're not just saying this because he's a sponsor. I've become addicted to the online auction world through Mr. Bid Auctions. Exclusively. Exclusively. Yes. I'll I'll only use them for right now. But I got turned on to them when we were doing the Rotary District Conference. Mr. Dale Basham was the district governor and we were doing the big conference and the online, uh, what, silent auction or whatever. It was all online through Mr. Bid Auctions. Oh, I didn't realize he helped facilitate that. Okay. All right. And then from there, it was like, oh. Oh, let's see what they have this week look at all this junk i can get for my six-year-old daughter it is zuzu has been a good beneficiary of all of the stuff that we've you bring gotten in. crayons and you just got chalk markers yeah lots of yeah you got chalk markers that like draw on our windows what we got a cork Board, bulletin board bulletin board that we can we can stick stuff up on we got all, all kinds of halloween face paint ones so now <laughs> yes. Zuz just makes she made herself up to look like Chucky i have one a day. box 
of Halloween makeup. So if anybody needs makeup, but or it's gotta be any Halloween reason, stuff. Like, yes, yeah, it's one year old. It it's w- fine. It will work. I don't think it'll kill you. It'll be okay. <laughs> Zeus well, used it. She's fine. <laughs> let's tell everybody about Mr. Bid Auctions so they can go there. Okay. Well, they are a locally owned company offering hundreds of items up for bid on their weekly auctions. You can discover closeout merchandise, excessive inventory from the big box stores, business liquidations, and even estate items. It's pretty cool. It's cool. I mean, something as new is new there every week for sure. Now, there is a special offer, is there not? There With is, yes. this podcast. For this podcast, yes. If you are a first-time bidder, which means, Matt, you don't qualify no, because no. you have bid more than but one time. But I want more bidders yes. to come and sign up right now. Okay. If you are a first-time bidder, you will pay no bidder premium on your first auction. That's an 18% savings. Yeah. That's pretty good. So yeah, all you have to do is when you register, add Gone Boss number one, the number sign one, in the note to the auctioneer. And then before the credit card is processed, the buyer premium will be removed. See what's new this week at MrBidAuctions.com. You're a winner with, with Mr. Mr. Bid. Everyone's still dealing with the COVID situation. The situation. We've been yes. quarantined since, uh, well, all spring and into the summer. Maybe the fall. We don't know. I'm not sure. I decided we needed to get away. We needed a change of scenery. A change of scenery. And really, I was like, I don't care what we do as long as we do it and we don't look at the same walls that are my house. And we do it safe. <laughs> and we do it safely. That was our other, my other concern. So you looked at all the state parks, which were all booked. All of them were booked. Now, here's my, <laughs> my thing. You could probably find tent camping somewhere, but... I don't want to do that. I, we have discussed. She, she we don't, wants the cabins do and they were not available. The cabins were all booked and all everything was booked and whatever. So. But you found a very nice cottage up towards the Indiana Dunes. Yes, I did. It was very nice. It was a little cottage in Michiana or Michiana Shores. Right next Shores. to Michigan City, yep, right which next. is in Indiana. Yep. Has a blue chip casino. Yes, it does. We passed the blue chip casino. Many times. Several going times. Going up and down and going over to the Indiana Dunes Beach. Yep. And we also did another, what, Camille Beach or Kamir Beach. Kamir. So yeah, so I figured doing that, we could get away. We could get a different place to look at each other in four walls, um, but then also get outside of nature, kind of stay away from people uh, and all that kind of stuff. And for the most part, it worked. There was one beach that was the more crowded we were, than I thought it would be. Last day we were there, we went at four o'clock in the afternoon, which was probably a mistake. The beach closed at 6 p.m. Yep. We got there at four and I mean, it was people soup. There were people everywhere, but we still <laughs> ma- did a good job. Like we were able to keep our distance on the beach. And then oh, yes. once we got into the water, we were able to like distance from people, except for these one kids who like were like physically, magnetically attracted to us. Every time I would move. They were throwing a Frisbee <laughs> and it kept landing by us because that kid couldn't catch a thing. Well, that's true. But it seemed like no matter where I moved, there that kid was. I'm like, dude, get away. But for the most part, it was very good. We went to Kamir Beach, I think is how you pronounce it. The first okay. time we went. The first speech we went to. Yeah, it was rocky. It was rocky as all get out. <laughs> you had to go get us water shoes because yes. I thought it was going to rip my feet off. But it was it was fun and we had a good time and that was much less populated. Now, the best part for me oh, was no. the hiking and hiking up to mm-hmm. Mount Holden. Our 16-year-old, his name is Holden His name is Holden Howell, and we have, I think we're just, our goal in life is to find every place in America that is named Holden. We have stayed at Holden Beach uh, out there on the East Coast. Yep, Um, in North Carolina, I think. North Carolina. North Carolina, I think. We've done that. So this was a Holden, a Mount Holden, Holden. that we went up. 
And uh, going up was pretty tough, wasn't it? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So it's a dune. It's very sandy. And so your feet kind of go into the sand while you're trying to climb upwards. It was so, like, I now for serious hikers and outside people, it's probably not that big of a deal. But for me, I I live a little more sedentary lifestyle at the moment, and it was really rough. (laughs) So a little backstory. Angie's like, well, they have a three dune challenge. We can totally do it. We can do it. (laughs) So we, we, we go up to Mount Holden, and we get up there, and she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, don't worry. Right over here, I I think we're going back down. Well, actually, we went back up. We went to Mount Jackson. Well, we went down a little bit and then back up. and like I vertical. Vertical. They said, well, not quite vertical. I think I looked on one of the signs because I'm a sign reader, and they said it was a 34-degree incline. It was tough. Which is a lot. And in sand, there wasn't even like, it'd be different if it was on like on a trail and you have like tree branches that act kind of like a steps or whatever. But this did not. It was so hard. I, let's see, I got dizzy one, once on the way up to yeah. Mount Jackson. I thought for sure I was going to puke and I did not <laughs> want to because I'm like, if I puke on this trail, I will never hear the end of it, especially from Zuzu. I'll hear it for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she were, gets to the top and i'm like mm, you don't look good uh, don't. I, I just sit there for a little while because they do do they have little benches when you get to the top so you can like overlook the beautiful scenery i'm like the scenery is not worth the climb that i just had to make to get up here but whatever uh and then the kids are like going down the mountain you know because then it's a 34 degree thing down the mountain too yeah. and the kids are like come on let's go and i'm like give me just a second i think i might die <laughs> So that was fun. And in the middle of it, Zeus, she, we have discovered that she loves sand and dirt. And and she rolled down she the mountain. She rolled down the mountain. You know, like you roll down a hill, like when you're a kid? Yeah, in grass. And in stuff. grass or whatever. She no. rolled down the mountain in the sand. She was Ugh. black by the time she, she was covered in just dirt. to the bottom. She had sand up her nose, probably in her ears. It was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so we did not make the three-dude challenge. We did two, two Two-thirds of the three dune challenge. Two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) It's not too bad. I'm not going to go back and do the third one, though. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Mr. Bit Auctions. Find out more about them on MrBitAuctions.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone Boss.